It opened up with old dude wandering through the desert. It opened up with some ashy white people. Beautiful <laughs> water solution. And he was hallucinating. I don't know. That's that's a personal problem. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Sapri706. This is KTSEF Live. Uh, episode to be determined as this may or may not be edited. So I'm not going to give it a number. Uh, right now, it's just me and Marcus Sniffles. What's good? Just here to get some early takes off. Am I muted? No, you're talking very low, though. Oh, God. Hang on. Production at the moment, but yes, and, and takes that will be off. Will majority be on Thor 4? I can't even hold that. that wow, like, that might be one of the worst You're sick, but I've seen some pretty bad Marvel movies. Like, I, I already wasn't a fan of what they've done to Thor in general. I wasn't a big fan of Ragnarok until I saw this one. Like, I, I didn't like them making Thor like comedic relief, the super jokey, jokey guy. They made him fat in Endgame and just like just more comic relief. And then this, like, it was just like it was like a super silly all the time movie. They should have curried them goats in like the first 30 seconds. Like, that shit got old. Like, why are we doing this? Like, Marvel has seemed to gone off the rails with like their movies. Like, my initial take. And I think it's still my take is like Marvel is kind of having a mid off with itself because like the, the products in phase four have just not been it. And, and again, with Thor being one of the, I guess, long tenured characters, you know, in this franchise at this point, it's just like, dude, like, why did you even agree to do some of this stuff? For example, this is not spoiler free. The spoiler free kind of review was last week. So go check out episode 113. I was at the movie with some, with some of our people. And like at the very beginning, when they're in the battle, and there's a point where there's two like spaceships coming at Thor, and he's holding them up with his legs spread all the way out, like like that Jean-Claude Van Damme meme or whatever, or that video. It's like, yo, this is ridiculous. I'm just looking, I'm like, fam, what is this? Like, See, I don't what are we doing? You can't you can't oh. jump you can't jump from that. From you can't go from how it started to just that point and be like, oh, this movie's too funny. Like, how did the movie open up? It opened up with old dude wandering through the desert. It opened up with some ashy white people, <laughs> water solution, and he was hallucinating. I don't know. That's that's a personal problem. But just just the overall, like, okay, yeah, it had like even his no, no, I'm not that. The stuff that I saw negates all the. Serious moments. I, I, I did not get that. I didn't get that that vibe from the movie. Like I remember watching. Well, I'm watching it now. Watching the third one, and I felt like that had a lot more of the. Okay, well, here's a serious moment, but we're just gonna undercut it with something super funny. And I just I didn't feel like that happened as much in this new one. I like, and I went in there looking for it because I was like, okay. This is, you know, this is what they've been doing with this character for a while. This is kind of what the director slash writer does. But I kind of got I got more balance for me out of this movie than I did the third one. Like it wasn't there was some silly parts, there were some funny parts, obviously, but I feel like the serious moments were serious. 
Like they let the serious moments happen, but I, I just didn't feel like it was like, okay, we're gonna be serious, and then just to like t- fifteen minutes of jokes. Like I didn't get, I, I didn't get that. Not like obviously I've only seen it once, but when I walked out of it, I felt like it was a little bit more balanced than the third one, as opposed to when it comes to going what going going from serious to to funny. Like I feel like in the third one, there's it's eighty twenty funny to serious. This one I felt like was closer to like 60-40 off of one watch. And, and I was going in looking for that. I was going in looking for the all right, okay, here's a serious moment happening. Let's let's here here comes, you know, something to undercut it. And yeah, there were some jokes, but it wasn't like it, it I don't I I didn't I don't feel the same way that you feel about it right now. Like I didn't get those flashes from it. I didn't watch any trailers with the exception of the very first one they put out because I, I wanted to be surprised when I watched the movie. I didn't even want to know what, what car- people were playing who. Like, I didn't know that um, Zeus was being played by Russell Crowe until I saw it. I barely How saw any of it. I don't watch TV. Well, that, that'll do it for you. Yeah, and I randomly have, like, TV on in some places. I see a commercial. I just change the channel or cut the TV off. So, um, but... So I was like, yeah, I'm just like, within the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, I'm just like, man, what are we doing, man? This shit is ridiculous. <laughs> According to ScreenRant.com, the Thor movies haven't exactly been the MCU's hottest commodities, earning a mediocre fresh score as the first two movies, uh, with only Thor Ragnarok seeing a higher score than 77%. Um, after Thor Love and Thunder, the Thor sub-franchise now has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes average of any other character in the MCU, which is more than next movie to do their name. And they're saying that Thor Love and Thunder has one of the worst MCU's Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, yeah. And the scene they are showing is the scene I was talking about. Like, it's just, it was just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. That Silly for no reason. Why do we have screaming ghosts throughout the whole movie? Can somebody answer that question? Because that joke got real old real fast. I didn't feel like they ran that joke into the ground. Like, it, it, was, a, it was a reminder. Like, you had to always kind of be reminded that that's what they were doing, but it wasn't like, okay, we're going to, you know, crank it up to 11, but there were moments where you like, where you forgot about it. And then when they were going like to the other planet and they landed and you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, they have those goats things again. Like it, it, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't go into this being like, oh, they're going to do that whole, like that. I, I didn't get it. I felt like it was more balanced. I don't know what everybody else is watching, what everybody else is seeing, but when it came to a balance of comedy and seriousness, this movie, in my opinion, did a better job than the third one. The third one had, like, there were uh, minimal, like, serious, like, okay, emotional, in-depth scenes in the third one. There wasn't that many. If, like, there might have been maybe one, like, when Hella came through and, like, smashed everybody, like, destroyed everybody, and maybe when Odin died. Outside of those two scenes, the the, the serious scenes way outweighed were were made way more serious in the fourth one than they are in this one. According to the direct.com, too many still poor balancing act. Who is ironically that? the humor in Love and Thunder doesn't doesn't cause the same issue did at Ragnarok where it trampled over emotional beats. This time around, those beats are safe, but the movie is still with obnoxious amount of jokes. The problem being the most of them didn't land for most of the audience. The first Trap. hour of the movie. The first hour of the movie ends feeling like an endless train of jokes more than anything else. It comes off as uh, Taka Watiti is throwing things at the wall and seeing with sticks. And that's that's how I felt watching. I was just like, and I said this last podcast, there was a point in the movie where I wished that they would just kill Thor. Because I, I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. 
This is unacceptable. Y'all are doing it. Y'all are doing too much. <laughs> like to say that the emotional beats were trampled <laughs> over jokes. Like I don't, I don't know. And it's it's weird because I've I, I have watched and read a few reviews on this movie and the reviews on it. I'm I'm I almost didn't even want to talk about it because I was like, okay, maybe I need to see this again because maybe I didn't see the same movie because I'm watching it and I'm reading these reviews that people are giving. I'm just like, did I? fall asleep or something? Did I miss something? Because I, those feelings I did not get. And I, I'm, I'm, I'd be curious to see what people thought about the third one. Because the complaints that you're giving about the third or about the fourth one are what is what I heard about the third one. Everybody was like, oh, all the emotional moments and emotional beats were, you know, undercut by comedy scenes. And I didn't get that in this one. Like it, it, and you keep you keep bringing up the beginning where he does the splits in in front of the motorcycle, but the the scene with Christian Bale at the beginning, like they that was like a full like 10, 15 minutes of them doing that. Now that I, and I'm not saying this is like a perfect movie. Like obviously there's flaws to it, and there's there are some issues to it with every movie. It's not a perfect movie, but that scene they let it breathe. Like there was no laughing, there was no joking. It was a very serious emotional moment and he was acting his ass off at that moment even the girl that was in there she was doing what she had to do to make that scene believable and even once like once he got the sword all gods must die stuff like that that wasn't much laughing that was a whole like 15 minutes and you kind of it kind of sets the stage for like okay this is what this guy's about this is this is what he is going to do and my issue with the movie is that they didn't explore that part of the movie enough so they tell you coming into it you know you know it's christian bale's character god butcher like it's in the name right he does one kills the guy at the beginning right the whole entire movie you never see him do anything to anybody you never see him clap anybody with that sword and it's just like you wish you could have gotten more of that character and more of what he was doing because it was just like you put you make him out to be like okay this really you know dangerous scary character and you don't give him enough scenes and that's the again the direct.com says the same thing gore doesn't go the distance christian bro provides an incredible form says gore no doubt but what the character needed was far more that was on the screen from one, his backstory held back for no reasons. In the comic, he loses his mother, then his wife, then his children. Thanks. To okay, Star the co- no, the comic stuff. No, I'm no, not. No, taking, I'm no, not no, taking no, comic book criticism. That's not. That's not criticism. It that's is. Criticism. They're saying his story didn't get enough time to breathe, but they're basing that on what the character did in the comics. That's not but, fair. But that you, they just show him, him and his daughter starving. That's literally two more cutscenes. You can show his wife die. You know what I'm saying? Then now his kids. No, because no, the they did a little bit more than that. They they did more than that. They had a there. There was a scene where like he he killed his wife in the comics. Like his wife didn't die. He killed his wife. There was a there, like it, there's a lot of things that happened in the comics that they didn't put in the movie. But my thing is is if you want to see the comics, go read the comics. Like you're, these you're, movies. You're focusing on one part. He they still said the same thing you said. It didn't go the distance with his character. I, but who's the song? Okay. There's there's three other paragraphs I can read. And that's an issue, and that is an issue with the studio and the executives. I wouldn't put that on the the writers or the director or even the actors. Like they can, like I'm sure they shot some stuff. They said, like Christian Bell even said, he shot a lot more scenes that didn't make the movie. They like what is he supposed to do? They literally said the same thing you said. His name is Gore the God Butcher, and throughout the whole movie, audiences only actually see him kill one guy. 
that makes the threat feel far less impactful and he never truly feels like a danger. That was my main issue with the movie is that they didn't show that. But they but they shot that stuff. They have that stuff out there. And, I, and, and I'm trying not to do the thing. This, where is, the product, this is the product we're, we have to talk about. This is what they presented to us. So this is what we have yeah, to talk about. I get That's it. But I mean, it is what it is now. That, that is what it is. But I don't want to do the thing where I'm just like, well, at least the, the YTD cut, like with the Snyder cut thing. <laughs> like, I don't, oh want my, be, I, I don't want it to be that type of thing. But it's it does because I'm not going to lie. Like, this is at this point, like, out of all the remaining characters, this one is my favorite one that they have going right now. So it's disappointing to see a movie that had more potential, especially with the characters and acting and the writing and the directing. It's just like, why did they leave so many things on the cutting room floor? Like, I think, was it you that sent it to the group chat where they're just like, hey, this movie has to be two hours and that's it. Yeah. Because I like I remember even looking, uh, before the movie even came out, I went to like IMDb or something like that. And I looked at the runtime for some reason. I was like, Yo, why is this movie so short? Why is it only two hours long? Because I and then I went back. Spider Man's almost two and a half hours. Doctor Strange two, almost two and a half hours. Shang Chi, I'd have to relook at that. But why did this movie have so much cut out, or why did they feel the need to just be like, okay, this one we're putting a time constraint on, and that's that's annoying as a fan of this character and of the the writer slash director. This movie could have been better, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it's the worst movie that they come out when the Eternals is out there and Spider-Man Far From Home or the third Spider-Man is out there because that's this is better than that. Uh, no, it's not. Have um, you watched it again? Yes, I have. It's it's better than this. No, no, it's not. I and I don't think the Eternals for the things that people didn't like about the Eternals that it lacked like a lot of action, but like it was a beautifully it's shot boring. movie. It was a beautifully shot movie. The same issues that I have with the with this movie is the same ones I have with the Eternals. And it honestly it was probably overstuffed. They probably had way too many characters to, to they didn't have enough time to give everybody a backstory. And I felt like they kept running the same storyline. It went like when they did do flashbacks, it was always Icarus and that uh that Asian lady. I can't I don't know her name. But it was always they'd always go to their story. And it was just like, okay, there's like seven other people we got to talk about. And you're not giving these other characters uh, room to breathe and to like really show what has been going on. And I just felt like they put too much into the movie and didn't give it enough time. And that's the same thing I feel about this movie. They did the same thing. But this is better. Like, this is better than Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, Spider-Man No Way Home, if you watch it, like when I watch it again, those moments where they expect a crowd reaction sounds it, it feels way worse when you're sitting at home by yourself and it's just you like it just doesn't feel right because it like when all the spider-mans come back everybody in the theater for the first time is like cheering and they give it like it's almost like you're at a live play like if you go to a theater play and somebody does something and there's clapping and whatever the actors tend to just like let it let it happen now imagine doing that, but you don't hear like the laugh track or the uh, crowd noise. It's just silence. It's just him standing there like, I'm Peter Parker. And it's like, all right, like, can we move it along? Like, what are we doing? Why are we still standing here? Like, just move it. And the story, I just didn't feel like it advanced the uh, outside of like erasing everybody's memory of Peter Parker. Like, I just, just wasn't, it wasn't, it's the worst out of all the Spider-Mans. I'll say that the worst one 
Mashable.com is saying that oh this movie is the best movie of Phase Four, and they're smoking crack. It is oh, not even close. Not even close to the best movie in Phase Four. Okay, let's, okay, we gotta. Okay, you you just said Marvel was having a mid off, so it's I'm not mean, like I'm with them, with themselves. Like with but that's what I'm saying. So my, like, my comparison is is Ragnarok is CLB, and this is honestly never mind to me. It's like, eh, I thought one was bad, and I saw the other one. I'm like, you know what? Maybe the other one I thought was bad isn't as bad as I thought it was. If we're comparing it to every movie that has come out in Phase 4, it's the second best one. Yes, or, sorry, sorry, sorry. Third, third. Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2. This is third place. Nah, I'm putting this behind Spider-Man. You're putting this, you're putting this behind Eternals? I might. Okay, that's <laughs> nasty. That's absolutely nasty. There's no the movie, the movie was absolutely nasty. That's that movie came out with bad reviews. Like it's it it hasn't had a good review since. Like nobody has been like, yeah, the Eternals. I want to see that again. Like it took people, people years, and now it's like, silly, okay, that's why. huh? Because people are silly. That's they like they like stupid stuff. And well, this is also- a very stupid kitty movie to me. Like the the end they're scene, so like where he he made the kids like gave them the power of Thor. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this, why does this even happen? Like, why, what are we doing here? Like, what, what is the point of this? I don't see why that's like, I mean, they were there. They're Asgard. Well, some of them are Asgardians, but it, I'm not saying that it was silly, but I'm not going to look at that and be like, okay, this movie's terrible. It was that's a, not, that's a not, lot of vets that made the movie. That wasn't a part of the movie that maybe that that took me out where I was just like, okay, now I'm I'm just completely out of it. Like it was it was funny, and it but it it it's not like it didn't make sense in that universe. Like you could see something like that happening. Like if they would have did that in Spider Man, I'd be like, okay, what are you got? What are we doing? But in that universe, it's not like it's out of the ordinary for a god to transport trans uh, port his powers onto someone else. Like we've, we we actually we, like we saw what uh, Jane was able to do. That was another oh, Captain part America was able. That to was do. another part that they kind of they left it on the cutting room floor. Like I'm that that I I want to hear their. I feel like there was like another thirty minutes because it's like, hey, she has cancer, and then oh wait, she's now Thor. It's like they did. They shot scenes for that. I I, I saw like some behind the scenes photos. I'm like, why yeah. is this not in the movie? Again, this is this is the product they gave us, and this is what we had to talk about. You're right. Yeah. Like Kevin Feige or whatever, Fake, whatever his name is, they they need to get it together. Like I, I've seen reports that they're like the worst studio to work for because there's been a lot of complaints with the CGI. I um, did. I just watched the video about that. Like I, it's. I, I'm not a big stickler for it until people point it out. But like, well, I'll say this. In Doctor Strange, Multiverse and Madness, when that third eye popped out, that shit looked terrible. I was, was like, that was, is... <laughs> that was bad. Like, I saw people, they were going back and showing, like, the, I think there was some, maybe not as much CGI, but like an Iron Man 1 compared to, like, some of the stuff you're doing now. Like, that looked excellent with a smaller budget and probably worse technology. So how are we here? And it's just like, hey, we're just gonna slap some shit on the green screen and be like, yep, you guys gotta accept this. Like, they need to like have a pause, just be like, hey guys, all right, we filmed uh, this Marvel. We're gonna shut it down for a little while. We're gonna that gather ourselves. We're gonna we're gonna reboot because this we're doing some wild shit. Like this is like to me, I, I'm never gonna complain because I always know it's building towards something bigger. So again, it's kind of a means to an end, but like, yeah. 
but even building something bigger like the the end credit scenes right like the whole uh zeus thing or hercules like all that whole shit was corny too dog like First of all, I'm trying to figure out what what type of accent that Russell Crowe was trying to do because the problematic <laughs> like was going off a little bit. I'm like, is this supposed to be Italian or Greek or like I'm I'm very confused. This could be offensive to somebody. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I'm like, bro, why are you even in this movie? Like, do you need to check that badge? You run out of uh, gladiator checks already, dog. Like, you don't need to you don't need to live like this. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to live like this. It was just then you like took the lightning bolt. The lightning bolt looked super cheap. Like it just it just looked all of it looked bad. It was just bad. Well, they're they're saying like the guy that I watched the video that I watched. He was saying that they need to take a break between movies. Like even if you look at what they've done this year, or yeah, this year or they put out two movies and they have like a couple more coming about. But last like last year. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, or Doctor Strange came out this year. But they're, like, they're, pa- they're pumping up, pumping out way too much content for their uh, CGI people to be able to keep up with. Because those same people got to work on the TV shows and the movies. And if you add TV shows, you got WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, you have all all these shows that they have to go back and retouch up and redo and green screen and, you know, reshoots all this stuff. And these people don't have enough time to go back and do it. And what the guy suggested is that Disney takes a break and they're just like, all right, we're just going to put out two movies a year so we can get this stuff right. They're just so, and that's, I think I've said this before, where it's just like, they're so hell bent on making so much money as much as they can that the art is struggling. Their movies are struggling as far like, and not even their movies aren't struggling financially. The movies are struggling from the uh, content wise. And the standard has gone a little, has, is a little bit lower there. It's just like, okay, we're just going to put them in front of a green screen and we'll just figure it out later. Like just do your lines and then we'll just figure it out later, do it in posts or whatever. And it's just like, they're running these people into the ground. And the product is suffering from it, but they're not losing any money. So why would they stop? And that's where the issue comes in. I have a bold prediction with, with no evidence to prove it, but <clears throat> I, I think that Captain America four is going to be better than Thor four. I have nothing to prove this, but I'm I'm going to already say it's going to be a better movie as far as production. Like, cause I like as much as people don't talk about the Falcon Winter Soldier, like that was a, a very well, I think, produced Disney TV product. It looked like movie quality, like filming and stunts. Yeah, the, first episode, the first two episodes did. Well, but if you can get that for a home movie, I think they can. Cause yeah. they don't, I don't think they have to rely on as much green screen technology. Cause there's no alien. Well, it's he's probably gonna be getting his ass beat by normal people, so you're not gonna have to rely on aliens and lasers, and he don't have no superpowers, so. I, I think it'll be a, a better looking product. Probably more like a, a traditional action movie. A lot of sweating, busted lips, racism, that that stuff. That's, old fashioned. Yes, <laughs> racism. There are already there's some people talking about, oh, is Chris Evans gonna have a cameo in the movie? And ka 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 ka. He was in the comments like, nah, he's he bruh's Captain America dog. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't do this no more. <laughs> this ain't I, me. I, I have moved on. Oh, they got a, a uh, the, according to Hollywood Reporter, the uh, 
director is a Nigerian American filmmaker, Julius Onohu, who is best known for the 2018 thriller, The Cloverfield Paradox, a movie I've never seen. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna direct this movie. Is, is it that the same guy? I don't know. Um, da, da, da. yeah. So, it, and I think it seems like Marvel's doing a thing like where they're kind of deviating from having the same tone throughout the movies. Like they're just kind of like, hey. We're gonna have this direct this director with his specific style do this movie, and I know they've done it before, but it seems like more pronounced now. Because yes. like the Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness was like a, a huge departure from the norm of what I've ever seen in any like modern or in the MCU. And then this was just like the silly switch was all the way to the right. I was like, all right, yeah, well, really. okay. Well, I will say as far as like visually, there were some visual things that I saw that were that were different, like. Uh, when they went to the uh, colorless planet, like I thought that was a pretty cool sequence. Like, I... I... what? Okay, I will, what I will say about this. So, I felt like this this movie was kind of, um, and I hate to say like a poor man's because you know Disney is not poor, but it's just like a, a, a worse version of like and I'm talking like visually of uh mad max fury road like i feel like that's what they were going for but they just they they weren't able to hit that mark and i don't know if it was because of the stuff that was cut out of the movie or just because of the restraints that they had but i remember i read an interview with the director and he was saying like he wanted this movie to feel like an electric guitar and when i heard him say that i was like okay that's kind of the same vibe that i got from Mad Max Fury Road, like the mu- the music was a big part of that movie and a big part of the action action sequences and a big part of like uh, expressing like the emotions that the characters have and that's on the screen and everything that's going on and it was more uh, visually stimulating. Like obviously, it's not it doesn't have as much going on because it's not out in space with aliens and stuff. It's in the you know the desert with not a lot going on out there. So it's easy to kind of make it look more realistic and look and use more practical effects. And you can't really do too much of that in these, in these Disney movies. But that's, if I was, if I was someone who was like, okay, who, who should do the next one? I would, and I, I should probably look at that guy's name, but I feel like that director would be a, uh, an upgrade and keep the guy in space. Like no need, no need to come back to earth anymore. Like we're done with that. Yeah, there was a alleged tweet from the Hollywood Report, not Culture Crate, saying uh, uh, Taika Waititi seeing Thor, or says seeing Thor return the end of uh, Love and Thunder surprised him and Chris Helmsworth. So, um, George Miller. So maybe they mean he's going to return in whatever the next yeah big it'll, movie it'll be is. Something else. Or, well, I think low key, like I. I guess like so the I guess it kind of I could kind of see where the through line with the story was like kind of how the story was kind of being narrated by Korg a little bit which which was that was the end tied it tied it in how they kind of explained the title and then I didn't know until after the movie that like that was like his real daughter in real life so I was like oh that makes that scene a lot better so that that could be the finesse, like, hey man, I'm gonna keep doing these movies, but we're about to get my my, my kid the bag too. So, um, so that was because I, 
Yeah. Well, I just don't want to, I don't want it to be a thing where they're where they're tied at the hip for the rest for for the rest of time. I guess you know what I'm saying. I know like, it seems like that's what it is. They that was another part that kind of I was like, how did she get powers? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, you no, brought no. her back. You brought her back to life. Why does she just now have powers? If you, um, if you if you look at it when she got brought back, um, the way that it was shot, you it, the camera starts from the reflection. Yeah, I saw it was the. You saw the reflection was different, and that's who she is. Like that's who she is for real. But on the outside, you just see that little girl. But that's and I think that's something uh, something bigger that they're going into. But she's. I don't know, like she's not a god, but she's something different. So the that goes into like the living tribunal, which is it's it's a, a kind of a big reveal because they're uh, a big galactic entity. But again, this just raises more questions for me, and 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 not even with just how the movie was shot. Like some of the just some of the plot was kind of weird. So, all right, Zeus reveals that hey. No, I think did Thor know too? Did, did he know about the whole attorney thing? With them, it was more like uh, rumor has it, legend says, like because it, it, they don't ever really know for sure until they actually go out and do it. But there's okay. always like you know you've been around for thousands of years, you hear things. It's like okay, well I heard that this is a thing, like and that's that's something that they could have explained more of. Like how did he? How did how did Gore know that he needed the Bifrost to go there? They didn't explain that. It's just like, oh, well, here's a picture. He just, there it is. He knows. Also, too. So, is is this like a is this like a one time thing? Is it like the Dragon Balls, where it's got to regenerate? Because it's like, all right, if you know this exists, you were so heartbroken at the the death of your compadres at the end of uh, Endgame, bring him back to life. Fuck it, bring back Tony Stark's. From what yeah. I from what I understand, you only get one. There's only you can only one person gets it. Okay, that's that's my understanding. I don't. And like maybe I need to watch it again, but I the the thing that has disappointed me so far uh, about this movie and the last movie is that for my money, his villains have been even even with the stuff cut out, the last two villains have been one of the better villains in the MCU, and they just I I it, hella for sure deserved more than one movie. And Christian Bale deserved more in this movie. And that's kind of the frustrating part, where it's just like, you know, you're tired of seeing some of this, well, only one character uh, recycled with, like, Loki and, and Thanos. But there's other, these last two villains were good enough, were a big enough threat that they deserved at least another movie. Like, Hela was, no one, they never beat Hela. Like, Thor was never able to beat her. And I just feel like, you know, if if Thor would have just ran away and hell, like what happens if Hela runs, runs into Thanos and maybe they have a, a duel or something like that or Hela makes her way to Earth or something like that. But there should have been, she should have gotten more because she's that big of a threat as opposed to Loki who's gotten like four movies. Yeah, uh, I was gonna make a list, but I'm I'm a slacker. But shout out to the the kings and queens that are out here finessing that Marvel and DC check. Christian Bale has joined the ranks of the people finessing that Marvel and DC bag. There's a couple more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, I think the voice of Thanos might have played in the DC movie. I can't recall. Uh, 
he's he's a uh he's the bad guy in Deadpool too. There we go. Finessing some some of that. Dipping in Marvel. Well, there there's one guy, the guy that plays Shazam. He's one of the sidekicks in the Thor movies. You probably won't even he has blonde hair in the movies, but you probably won't recognize him. But the guy that plays Shazam is in the uh Thor movies. Uh and the the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, when at the very beginning, when uh Chris Pratt is like I'm Star Lord and the and the black guy's like who? Like that guy? Yeah. He's yeah. Shazam also. He plays one of the uh like gods, I think. I know he's in one of those movies. I got, I got a list right here. There we go. Shout, shout out to the internet. Oh, uh, that's a good solid list. Uh, let's start at the beginning. There's 20 of them. Oh, my God. Idris Elba. Wait, wait, wait. Who is he in? Oh, he's a Suicide Squad. Yes. J.K. Simmons. Uh, Spider-Man and uh, Batman. He, or, uh, Batman. Yeah, he, he plays Jim Gordon in the Justice League at some point. Justice League, yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Green Lantern and Deadpool. Tom Hardy. Venom and DC. Oh, Bane. Jesus. Halle Berry. Uh, Catwoman and DC. Who is she? Who is, no, that's that's DC. Who is she in Marvel? Uh, I have no idea. Who does she play? Storm. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> ben Affleck in a movie. I, I've never seen him do the movie there. I've never seen that movie. I'm think, I was only thinking of MC. That's why I missed uh, on Howie Berry. Michael Keaton. Uh, Batman and Spider Man. Vulture. Oh, I didn't, I've, I've never seen this movie either. Uh, William Defoe. Uh, he's in the Spider Man's and what would it be in DC? William Defoe. Uh, Sheesh, I have no idea. I don't know. Apparently he was an Aquaman. I've never seen that movie. Oh, he was an Aquaman. Damn. Yeah, he was. He was uh uh Aquaman's like mentor under the water. Um some dude David Dest Malshian, he's a side character, so he doesn't care. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Chris Evans. Uh, Fantastic Four. Ah yeah. No, no, those are both Where's he playing DC? I got, I don't know. Let's see. I guess there's a movie called The Losers where he plays a DC character that named. Doesn't count. I'm not I, I've never that doesn't, heard, that doesn't count. I've never heard of that before. Oh. It is a comic book movie, but it's not like a comic book movie. No, I'm not counting that. Uh, Taco with that movie. Taco Watiti apparently has finessed the DC and Marvel bag. Uh, obviously Thor. Um, DC. Uh, I know he's in the Mandalorian. I didn't know that. In season one, he was a robot. The uh, Guardian robot. That was him. I guess he had a small role in Green Lantern and an extended cameo. Oh, he was the Rat Catcher in Suicide Squad. Rat Catcher number one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Hmm. Catwoman and Ant-Man 2. Zachary Levy, we already went over that. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Batman, and Captain America. 
What was he doing? Damn, I haven't watched the movie in a long time. <laughs> he was the the like the general or the sergeant when Steve Rogers was going through boot camp. He was that guy. Uh, some dude named Ben Middleson. He played a, a scroll. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, yeah, he's the main villain in Captain Marvel. Wait, yeah. he, he was in Rogue One also. Lawrence Fishburne. Ant-Man and uh, Justice League. Man of Steel. Well, I guess. That Whatever. <laughs> this is the same thing. <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, well, he was in Justice League. He was in that movie, too. All right, those were like the last big name ones. So shout out to those people. Um, did you did you watch Miss Marvel? I did. The ending saved that show, I think. No, nah, I enjoyed it. I think they, I think it was well cast and well, well put together. It was very, uh, very colorful. Well, there are a lot of people who are uh, disappointed about the the ending, you know. But this is this is kind of what I thought the. Disney Plus shows were going to be like I figured the end reveals would be that level big, you know. Like, Falcon. was that the was that the biggest one? I feel like that was probably the biggest one. Yeah, out of all the ones. Oh no, no, no. I think at before that, the biggest ending was Loki. Like, I think that was the big, like that was a super big reveal. But the the end of Captain America and Winter Soldier, there wasn't really no big reveal that made you like want to move. Uh, through to the to the next phase, whatever. Like WandaVision was kind of more so like a prequel, like a backstory telling of where she is at the time that uh, Doctor Strange two picks up uh, Hawkeye. Like that show was I I I feel like that show was just uh, a way to just introduce Kate Bishop, who I don't I, I don't know. I'm just not really into that one. Uh, what are the shows like? What if? Not really anything there. Uh, yeah, but I feel like this this ending, the reveal was, it's a lot. It's a bigger deal. Like this is what people, and this, this is not what I want. I do not want this. But a lot of people are excited about where the show is going to go with the revelation of who and what she is. Yeah, there's a lot of angry nerds. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it it shouldn't be. You know, I guess. Uh, it, it shouldn't have been like brought up through like TV. Like maybe that, that's people's issue where it's like, oh, this should have been, you know, we should have found this out in the movie theater. Like this should have been a grander moment. I just don't. I, I'm ready for it to, to end. I'm ready for an ending point. And I just don't want it to be a thing where they just keep going. Cool. Phase four? The MCU in general. Like oh. there's got to be an end point here at some point. Like you just can't continue to just keep the same thread of stories continuing on until the end of time. Like, is it, is that the plan? Like, we're just going to keep going and going and going? Well, ever going to start over? It, well, the thing is that the cool thing is, is that there's so many stories and so many characters is that they literally could do it for as long as they wanted to until they wanted to start over. Like, they, they have the ability to do it. They could, they could literally just do a refresh and just change everything that they wanted to. I feel like at this point, they've Marvel and Disney have shown that they can make money at the very least. They know that they're a profitable uh, company, and it's just like now, now they can like when they attach their name or when someone attaches their name to them, they at least know like, all right, I'm gonna get the bag, and this movie's gonna do numbers, and 
you know, depending on who writes and directs this, I could get an Oscar nomination out of this. So for me, if you do a reboot, you're not going to have a hard time getting people to get in these movies. Like, you know, when they did, when they did Thor, they had to get Chris Hemsworth was a nobody. Like they didn't, nobody knew who that guy was and they made him somebody. And Captain America, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans was a small name, but he wasn't a star at that point. Robert Downey Jr., kind of the same thing. Like he was, he was a big name, but he was on his way out the door. So it's like, okay, they had to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel. But as they got bigger, as they got became more successful, they're able to grab onto bigger names. Now you got, you know, Russell Crowe, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, who else? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, either way, they got bigger names. My thing is. If you just start it over, like I'd like to see them just do a hard reboot and and maybe do the thing that DC does where it's just like, all right, we're just going to do a one-off where we just tell one character's story. And, and like one I would like to see is the, the Tony Stark story where he has, like apparently that's something that they really didn't touch on in the MCU movies, but something they could do now is his alcohol problem. Like there's... I guess a, a run of comics where he has a serious alcohol problem and it affects his life as a regular person and as a superhero. And you could tell that story by itself. And, and I, I'm not saying bring back Robert Downey Jr. Just bring in someone else and just do a one-off like they're doing with the Batman. I feel like that's more of a Disney plus. I, I'd rather see a series than like a, a movie because like at this point, Robert Downey Jr. is synonymous with Iron Man. Just like uh, your, your man, uh, fucking david ratcliffe he is harry potter you know what i'm saying like you you can't just be like oh we're gonna do a harry potter prequel you know what i'm saying like those are those characters like I, I feel like you can't go back to that well at this point and animated wise sure like they have the money to make good animated series i think they should do that with some of these other stories but i mean even the eternals kind of showed where they could do a hard reboot you know what i'm saying like that 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 might be like a future play or even with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness with the incursions, if you if people haven't read up on those stories, it's pretty much where like two universes collide, and pretty much either if one universe or planet doesn't kill the other planet, then they just like all die. So it's kind of like some survival, some Hunger Game shit with like Marvel characters. So they they could be working on that down the line. That's my hope. That's that's my only hope is that they're. They're working on this whole incursion thing, and I mean they've started to they started to bring it up, so I think they're kind yeah. of planting the seed. But that happened at the end of Doctor Strange too. It's like, hey, you started an incursion, so it's hopefully it's like whatever universe that they're I guess incursing with in uh, combines with the universe that we're the six one six, and they just both just disappear, like it's just gone, and like honestly. The perfect time to do the reboot would have been an endgame. Like that felt there was some finality to that. It felt like we we told everybody's story. Everybody got some sort of closure. Obviously, there was a little bit of like, you know, uh cliffhanger stuff about okay, well, what are these people going to do now? Like they they left left some doors open, but that they just could have just left it there. Like who like you don't have to finish some of these stories. Some of these stories maybe didn't need to be told, and maybe we could have just started over just redone it well maybe maybe that's what they're building to maybe in 20 
Well, because you gotta look at it too. The movies that are coming up, right? You got the before, Marvel. Before you do that, before you do that, based on the movies that are about to come out, does it feel like we're ever going to get an Infinity War slash Endgame type feeling from these movies going forward? Or do you yeah. feel like we're yes. gonna get that type of feeling? Yes. With Secret <laughs> War, you think so? Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm not a big I mean, I've watched some videos, but apparently, like, Dr. Doom is that dude. Like, I could see them doing, like, a thing where maybe, like, some of these side characters, like, they do, like, a whole big, like, oh, we're going to bring in Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Hawkeye, him just, like, wasting these people, <laughs> like, getting them out the paint, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe possibly killing off some of the older people to bring in the new generation. Because, like, you, you got to look at, like I said, the movies are coming, like, the Marvels aware they introduced a new character with Miss Marvel and then uh Monica Rambo, possibly they can kill her too. She's black, that's what they do. Um, you got Blade, right? I feel like that uh, Marshall Ali didn't sign up. You, you don't get the Marvel bag to be in one movie, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like they can't just kill Blade, you know what I'm saying? But they're not gonna give him, he's not gonna have like a Captain America, Iron Man, Thor type run where he gets like two or three movies, but he could get that if they just started over. If they just completely restarted it, they could start out with they could start out with the Fantastic Four. They could start out with the X Men and just build those stories that way. Start out with Blade, bring in Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer, Doctor. I'm dead on Ghost Rider. They bring it. They they can't bring in Silver Surfer yet. That would be problematic. But it just doesn't feel like they can bring him in now because it's just like there there's too many interactions with characters that aren't here anymore with some of these characters. Like, isn't there? I just feel like it would be hard to bring in like the X-Men and be like, okay, so where were y'all this whole time? Like we've been doing these MCU movies since what, 2000, 2009? Almost, what, almost 20 years? Where have the X-Men been this entire time? And if they just do the lazy, oh, we're just going to switch universes, I'm going to be pissed. Because I feel like I'm going to do a Black Panther. I got a Black Panther take. Um, (laughs) No, I think that um, what they could do is be like the whole like, hey, so, like the whole mutants are like prosecuted type thing that they've been kind of staying low. And I think the easiest way for them to kind of, I guess the words what retcon or whatever, or like do some revisionist history is be like, oh, um, Charles Xavier did some mind shit where nobody yeah. know they were here. That I feel like they could do something stupid like that. Yeah. Like we want to stay hella low, so we're just gonna be like, nah, bro, we're we're on the yeah. low, low right Dustin, y'all was like, nah, we're gonna chill. <laughs> we're not gonna do nothing. <laughs> like, no, man. Like, but that's what I'm saying. If you yeah, just, but, you, you but I mean, even with all the other movies, like you'll be like, hey, man, like for example, like in um, I don't know. I, I'm still confused on the timeline with some of these movies, but like. And uh, Doctor Strange, where was Shang-Chi? How about, how about um, where's Shang-Chi at? No, no, I'm talking about like so at, in, in Endgame when they were going back in time to get the Infinity Stones and they go back to get the Time Stone, and then it's, it's during the Battle of New York, and they're like, okay, let's go get the Time Stone. And the, the Grand Matt, the Sorcerer Supreme, she was protecting the Sanctum Sanctorum or whatever, and she explained, like, hey. Yeah, this is Avengers 1 is happening right now, but we're going to explain to you why Doctor Strange is not here. Like, we're here. The the masters of the mystic arts are here, but Doctor Strange hasn't gone through the thing that he was supposed to do 
to get to the point where he becomes Dr. Strange. So they could easily explain that part, you know, like the Captain America stuff. He was, you know, man in the past, whatever, Thor's out in space. So you don't really have to connect anything with him. But it's just like, I feel like that's a lot to just be like, oh, we've been laying low for 50 movies. That's a lot. Unless unless they do the thing where they just go back in time and shook, kind of like what they did with the Eternals, where they're just like, all right, we've been here this entire time, but we were told not to interfere. If they do that with the mutants, I'm going to walk out of the theater because that's that's stupid. You're, you were here this entire time and just decided, okay, we're just not going to do anything because we don't want to be seen. Like, what? You got people, you got a superhuman soldier, you got a god from a different planet, you got a man flying around in a suit, and you got a spider guy, and you don't want to be seen because you shoot lasers out of your eyes? What? What are we doing? I mean... (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that they can't do it and they don't have the ability to do it, because if I was to bet money on it, I'm willing to bet that they could make it happen and make it work, and it's going to be good. My thing is... I don't know. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be way harder than it needs to be. Because that will get to the point where they're just like, all right, we've been making all these movies and we're being real successful. Let's see what else we can put in there. We're just going to keep at, we're just going to keep tacking stuff on, keep tacking it on, keep tacking it on. We're just going to keep going. The wheels are never going to fall off. They're never not going to make money. People are never not going to sign up to be in these movies. People are always going to go see them. Why would they stop? Why would Apple stop making iPhones? Why would Tesla start, start, stop making cars? Why would Jordan stop making shoes? Like, there's no reason for them to stop. No matter how finished the product is at the end, they're gonna keep doing it. Well, I guess looking at it, there there could be some room. There there could be some room with the quantum mania to kind of get rid of some of these people. There could be some room, depending on what because that, that leads directly into Fantastic Four. And there are uh I, I think at one point. Think Wolverine and Spider Man were part of the Fantastic Four at some point. So let's say something crazy with the Quantum Mania happens, where it's like, all right, we go to another universe, and that that's actually good because, like, let's say you want to keep a like a Miss Marvel, or you can get rid of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They can be in space. Thor can go. I mean, Shang. Uh, they're supposed to be Shang Chi's supposed to return, but I don't see them projected. I don't know. Maybe you know, oh, Doctor Strange is gonna die. We're gonna send Song Chi in this port. I don't know. They could, they could, they could, they got a chance. They got a chance with the Quantum Mania to start with the Fantastic Four and then bring in Doctor Doom, and that'd be the next big thing because you can really be rid of all these other characters if they want to. So I think there's they're basically just gonna do the snap to all the old school characters like they did before, or not. They're gonna do the opposite of the snap because with the snap they got rid of all the new people. So they could get rid of the old people in the next movie. So they're just gonna they're just gonna do that trick where it's just like, all right, we need to have something so big and so major so we can get rid of all the people that have been doing these movies for 15, 10, 10, 15 years and just get rid of them as opposed to starting over and letting letting the Fantastic Four story breathe on its own. Let the X-Men story breathe on its own and let those two characters franchises uh, go through the MCU like these other movies did. Like you had Iron Man going on his journey through his movies, Captain America, Thor, and eventually they meet up in the Avengers. You could do that same thing. You could have a Fantastic Four movie. You could have a Cyclops movie. 
And then you can have a Wolverine movie. And through those movies, they, you know, connect with each other, team up, and then we get a big Avengers level type battle where they need to team up against Doctor Doom Doctor Doom. And then you do that again. You branch off again. We have X-Men, Fantastic Four, uh, Blade, all these other heroes, and now they need to meet up and have another Avenger style type team up against another big threat. Silver Surfer, like something like that. Like we don't like we don't need to keep going back and grabbing all these old characters and dragging them off for the ride. Well, that that kind of leaves Black Panther in a, a different space because like we kind of want to keep that character. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you could just recast him. Well, yeah, that was my my take. But, um, I mean, so like obviously you want to keep some of the characters. Like, I, so well, if, I mean, you could even get rid of Spider Man and bring in Miles Morales. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying like cut, like just end, you know, the MCU after, I don't know, I don't know what movie, what, what the last, what's the furthest scheduled movie they got coming out? Uh, the furthest one is uh, Fantastic Four in 2023. Okay, so well, what I have, I have the Marvels, the Marvels come out in 2023. Oh, this is oh, this is an old picture I got. Then never mind. Yeah, so yeah, that come out in 2023. I, I think when you get to their when they get to their um last big like whatever like if they get to secret wars that should be it we shouldn't be taking these same characters these same actors into another 20 years of storytelling because you have to kind of you maybe you want to bring some of those other characters back maybe you want to tell some of those stories again but you just can't leave you just can't keep going forever like I just don't know how you can do that. I just don't. I just. I just don't see how you can continue to make good movies if you just continue to just tack on all of these other characters when you can just start it over, start fresh, and have a clean canvas to where it's not like okay, we need to uh, uphold to what has happened previously or the character arcs that these other people have gone through. And and, and I think maybe it'll it'll be better for them because now they now they'll know. Where it's just like, all right, we're going in. Like when they went into, uh, they went into in was it it was Infinity War. It was one of the movies where the movie came out before Black Panther came out, and they didn't realize like that Black Panther was gonna pop like the way he did. And they said Civil War, yeah. So and they were like, okay, had we known that Black Panther was gonna be a billion dollar movie, we'd have put him in this movie more. Now they can kind of project those kinds of things because now it's it's to the point where Marvel knows what's gonna what's gonna be uh, what's gonna be popping. Like everything's gonna be popping, and there's no reason to just to to assume that this new character isn't gonna be great because they've all been great. Yeah, I know. I think I read in the comic books, and and I thought this was gonna be in the Spider-Man movie at some point or like a end credit, but like. I know in the comics they said that like Shang Chi teaches Spider Man how to fight, so I, I hope we see that. Uh... Well, they had a Saint Shang Chi and, and T'Challa fight. They're two of the best fighters in in the comics, but now because they because Marvel was in a rush to announce like, hey, we're not going to give you another Black Panther. We're not going to do. We're not going to disrespect T'Challa like that. Now we don't get that storyline. Now we don't get the storyline of T'Challa and uh, Namor. Like we don't get that. We don't get the conflict. I, mean, I feel like we. I think it's still. They can still do that down the line. How are they going to do it? All right. So, 
it's too it's too i even forgot about that character already they can they can literally do whatever they want now that they have america chavez like they could literally <clears throat> my, my prediction is that at some point they're going to create some like backstory throughout one of these movies or whatever and then use her to get another black panther from another universe because now she can control her powers and jump the universes so what happens just grab one what happened to the original one they, how did they explain that one they're gonna be like he did <laughs> he got clapped i don't know he choked on an egg or <laughs> r.i.p prodigy but wow. um <laughs> no, i mean like okay they they have the technologies they have cgi um we we already knew that he was kind of a weak fighter after the ass beating he got from Killmonger. So he's not he's not the the best squabbler yeah. in the MCU. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. Maybe he caught COVID. Jesus. Maybe maybe Black Panther was an anti-vaxxer. He wanted to use natural roots and berries in Wakanda, and one of those white men's brought over COVID and killed, <laughs> killed the Black yeah, Panther. Agent. <laughs> yeah. So that. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. They've had plenty of time to figure out how they're gonna get him out of here. Um, but I don't. I mean, whatever. They can bring him back. They can literally do anything they want with America Chavez, and I think that's how they're going to rectify the the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman with this story. And my prediction is that I think they should give everybody a sleight of hand, go through the whole movie, not thinking this gonna happen, it's not gonna happen, and then like with the end credit scene. Show the star and her and I was like, oh, we found him, and then have like the Black Panther coming through, masked up, and then that'll give them additional time to cast. Because the thing that I don't like these days, like IMDb, you can see the casting. It's like, well, there's like no surprises because you know who's going to be in the movie. But if you uncast them, you probably don't have to list them in the movie. So I think that would be a great, a great, uh, you know, end credit scene to build up that Black Panther one type of excitement, knowing we're getting a Black Panther two know we're recasting him and know we're getting a new actor that's what i think they should do i think that's what they they had that's the only option no i think there's other options i think they could what they could do and i mean it's probably too late to do that now because i apparently i think black panther 2 comes out this year right so what they could have done i think is and i thought about it recently is just do do a prequel like show the um dynamics between uh, kind of like uh, Shang-Chi with, between him and his sister, but kind of dive in a little bit more into that with T'Challa and Shuri. It really show like, you know, Shuri uh, maybe showing that she is kind of, she has the ability, but she just needs a little bit more, you know, ironing out or whatever. Uh, show T'Challa like showing that he's a leader, showing that he can do this. So maybe some of his earlier adventures and you can just recast a younger T'Challa, so it's not the same one. And then maybe you can maybe the end credits is what you said. But either way, you get an entire movie, an entire you know uh, MCU cycle to find your new T'Challa. When you can just put in like you can put the uh, damn uh, Damson Idris, a kid from Snowfall, put him in that role. He could do that. He could play a young T'Challa. He's good with accents. Let him do it. I guess. Uh, and, and I hope, I believe I said this on the podcast, either on the podcast or group chat, but just to kind of tie up the Marvel thing, I think I think we probably could wrap up. I think we've hit a good 
clip. But there is reports that they're gonna they possibly could get the guy from a sh- another show I've never seen that I heard was pretty good. Uh, you, whatever that Caucasian gentleman's name is, to play um, Mr. Fantastic. What's his name? Uh, Jer- what is it? Pin Bag Bagley Bagley. Yeah, he's a good actor. And I hope they do. And like I said, I hope that was just kind of a fan service meme type cameo because it's too perfect. Like it's just, ah! it's just too per- It's too perfect. Like this is we can't give people what they want. We can't give you nah. You know why? Because y'all are still gonna come watch it regardless. Y'all not gonna complain about it, but y'all still show up. So I just think it's. I think, like you said, Marvel is a big enough entity. And I mean, he's like an established, I guess, actor from that show, but they can make people stars. Yes. He's so, a TV star. Yeah, you don't you don't need oh, he fits perfectly. Yep, that's why we're not gonna use him. We're gonna do something else. And it's still gonna be great. So I I'm officially say I called it. I hope I hope it was a pump fake because again, it's a different universe. He could look different when he appears for real. So that's that's my take. Don't use don't use the do for office. <laughs> you wanna you wanna do uh, a little music or, or no? We can do a little bit. I'd... I I because we're doing this on a Friday, I haven't had a chance to listen to everything that I wanted to listen to and everything that's new that came out. My uh, only well, I have two two observations. Uh, Lotto put out a single. I, I listened to it. I and I said I said this when her album came out, and I I'm never I'm always never like the oh is this artist being shadow banned until I think I heard it on the Joe Budden podcast, but I remember oh, her, yeah take a shot I remember when uh, her album uh, came out it was I couldn't find it I had to like literally type in the full name of the album to get to her album when normally you can just go to new music or the hip hop section and it'll be there, but it wasn't there. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And I was like, okay, maybe is there, and <clears throat> I thought it was maybe something with the, you know, her, her issue with the, uh, the male rapper who wouldn't release a feature unless she did something. And I was like, okay, maybe it has something to do with that. But then with this new single that came out, I did the same thing. I could not find it. I had to type in the full name of the song to to get to it. So there, there's something going on there. I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm willing. I'm ready to say that she's uh, being shadow banned because Lotto is a big enough artist to where when she drops a single or drops a new song, it should be one of the top uh, new songs that that's on the on Apple Music or whatever. But, uh, is that an Apple problem? Because I feel like I don't have that problem on title. Like I, I don't know if Joe Budden uses like I think he does. He says he buys his music, so this might be an Apple thing. Because like I, I do see stuff on title. Now, what I didn't see on title that I, one of y'all in the chat said was like a top charting song was that Bobby Smurder trash. Ooh. That shit is terrible. No, I was lying about that. <laughs> I was about to say because I, I had to go to title. I had to scroll down before I saw that. I was like, you know what? I'm mad. I gave that a stream or half a stream because that that shit was terrible. Like, That's hang it. up. Hey, what, what do they say? <laughs> they said, stop, stop being rappers. We need pilots. Yeah. Go, ahead get your, go ahead, get your CDL, Bobby. Like your your days are numbered out here as a rapper, bro. And I and I guarantee you, people that are listening to this podcast right now, 
this is the first time they heard about that Bobby Schmurter song because I guarantee you there's no one on the timeline talking about it. No one knew this was coming out, and that's probably a good thing. Um, but I, for so for new music, so uh, Lizzo's album came out. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of dance crews. Like I think the whole is Lizzo a rapper thing. I think we can go ahead and dead that conversation. My only observation about that is the song that she did with Cardi B is not on there. The rumors song, they did a like they did a video for it and everything. Where is that song? Is that are they saving that for a deluxe album or or what? Like I'm I'm very curious to find out why that song wasn't on this album. Like I, I'm not saying it wouldn't have fit because I think it might have could have fit. I honestly I don't think there were I don't think there were any features on this album. So maybe she was going for the whole like J Cole thing. Um, not yeah, there's no features on this album, so maybe that's what she was going for. But was she just using Cardi to like get a, a number one single? Because like Lizzo is a big enough, no pun intended, big enough artist that she doesn't need that. She doesn't need Cardi to like boost her streams up like that. So is this another? Uh, is this another please me? Like the song with Cardi and Bruno Mars that just no one ever claimed it was just a song that came and went, and no one was like, nah, I'm putting that on my album. No one did that. So I, I, I was I was curious to see that that Cardi B song was not on there, uh, but I, I think the best the best project that I was able to listen to was the that I didn't really hear anything about it, but the DJ Premier project, Hip Hop Fifty Volume One EP, uh, the song with Remy Ma and Rhapsody, it's the best song on there. Those two had the best verses on this entire project. And this is a project that has Run the Jewels, Slick Rick, Nas, and Joey Badass. Like, there, there's, there, and Lil Wayne's on here too. Like, there's no... Yeah. It's like, it's five songs and it's 14 minutes. Because I did see Nas had a, a single with DJ Premier that I listened to earlier that was really good. Thanks. Oh, he actually, it's uh, the beat is from a Ghostface song that I like. That's why I was like, I know this sounds familiar. If it's beat, I think, from, I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from uh, I think it's from the song Superstar. Yeah, it's on that project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that. Yeah, it's a really, um, really solid project. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not on title. If this, if this is part of. Uh, Rapsy's rollout, then I'm very excited for what she's got coming because I, I, I follow her on Instagram and I think of, like maybe a few weeks ago she was talking about like how she was, she's been writing new music or whatever. And I, I felt bad because I was like, you know, uh, Kendrick can go five years without making music and everybody is hyped from when he does drop. And an artist like Rhapsody could go three or four years without dropping music and she's irrelevant and borderline getting dropped from her label. I tweeted that out and she liked that tweet and I felt bad because I was like, I didn't know she would see that, but I didn't mean it like disrespectfully. I was just like, we're holding, you know, I feel like fans hold female rappers to a different standard and you have to be, you can't take a break as a, as a woman who raps. You just can't, you can't take three to four years off. Like Megan Thee Stallion ain't taking no breaks. Nicki Minaj ain't taking no breaks. Cardi B, she's taking a break between albums, but she's put out a song here and there. But, like, you just can't afford that. You can't do a five-year break and expect to have a career still. And I was kind of, I, I, I was a little nervous about Rhapsody. I was like, hey, man, you need to put something out because y'all just can't chill like this. I mean, maybe they can. 
Maybe they should adopt the Griselda model where they release so much music where you can't tell what is up and down and what is left and right. But sticking on uh, female artists, Quinn Millie put out a new single called No Face. And she she might have one of the wildest lines of the year talking about I make my sugar daddy take his teeth out. I was like, bro. (laughs) That's gross. That's nasty. I respect it though. That is not, that is very ungodly. I don't know what Kendrick Lamar would think about that. Um, yeah, it, it was, I don't know. I, I'm waiting for her to put out uh, a full, full project. I mean, the singles aren't bad. She had, I think she put out a single before I didn't really care for. And then the, she put out one before that. She, uh, she's been kind of, kind of missing to me. Um, I think she needs a project. Like these things, like, I don't know if these singles are doing it right now. And they, and, it might be a thing where she's just not, she's not as popping as we would like like her to be, but I, it might be album time. It might be out because these singles aren't uh, built. She's not getting a buzz with these things. Like there's some artists they put on a single and they, their name gets a little bit hot and they're like, okay, now I'm getting excited for what she has coming. It, it's not happening with her. So, I mean, I don't want her to rush anything because when you rush it, that's when you're you're really in trouble. But. Yeah, I think that that should be the focus now. Is like, all right, let's let's get this album uh, in the works. Uh, <laughs> Larry, <laughs> Larry June's got a new single <laughs> called "Private Valet." Private Valet is pretty good. Ballet, ballet, whatever. Um, but uh, my my music or my album, my songs, week's gonna come from uh, West Side Guns, Peace Fly God mixtape. You know, I'm saying that real boom bap, I guess old school 90s style underground mainstream hip hop um it's only it's only like 38 shit 32 minutes um that's a stove god's album man he is a lot yeah i mean that's what they do did you listen to uh fly gods and awesome god too yes okay yeah that's kind of that's just like they're kind of the dynamic duo of cocaine raps i'll say that's what side does what side is he he's gonna have a lot of features on his projects like Benny and Conway are doing it like that. I mean, but it's always going to be Stove Guy's going to be right there, so I, I, I do enjoy that. So, the my favorite song of the album is between I think I like the production on Dan Housen, The Best by Conductor Williams, but then I like Big Ass Bracelet, but then I like Jesus Crack. It's yeah, Jesus Crack is a wild song. <laughs> That must be crack shit is is great. Yeah, that 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 was, I was a like yo, what is going on? That got that got added to the playlist, and that was a that was like a seven minute song, wasn't it? I was yeah, like, yeah, and I, I like how they do the 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 they they uh they mix in the I guess the Grand Pooba sample. Like, I want to go find that song. That song is kind of right. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is kind of hard. Like, I like I like what Griselda does. And I was actually gonna tweet out today. I'm like, I wonder what Griselda would sound like or like what a West Side Gun project produced by Pharrell would sound like. Just like a more brighter <laughs> production. Yeah, like, is it possible? Can they do that? I don't know if they can. Like, they stay in their little pocket and they just do their whole dark, uh, what is it? I think it's like Mad Lib, Conductor, Alchemist type beats. So I would like to hear, I'd like to hear a West Side Gun album, but Rick Ross picks all the beats. Because that's what he's, that's, that's the kind of rap style he kind of has. I just want to hear it. Like I, I, it's it's kind of the same thing I had with uh, Kendrick's album when I said the production wasn't like the my favorite. Like the production wasn't bad, but it's was just like 
I need to hear something with a little bit more bounce. Something nah, because that would make the project cohesive. Like though, you're you. I feel like you want more like songs that. It's the tone thing. It's you want the you want the Marvel, Taco Wakiti, Kendrick song. Like I'm not, I want everything to sound. I want it to fit. I want the same. I feel like you. So you're telling me that West Side Gun can't rap over the Maybach music beats? It's wow. too slow. I don't. It it nah. I don't think you could. Wow. It, it just would. I don't think it would fit. That's why I don't think you would fit with anything else besides what he does. I don't know. I need to hear it. That's why I I'm like, I'm like, it out. like maybe Pharrell will see it. I'd like to hear it. if it's bad, then you know whatever. But I, I would. I still- mean, I'm sure there's a DJ somewhere. Maybe we can ask Tribbles. She can like do a mix with like some West Side West Side vocals over some some different. Exactly. I, I remember that there was a mixtape they did. Uh, they had J Cole songs over Neptune. Yeah, that was some of those songs. Were good. Some of those songs were trash. I was like, damn, J Cole really. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm about to ask Tribbles about that, but um, yeah, definitely check out uh, Peace Fly God. By Westside Gun. Westside Gun is my favorite member of Brazil. Yeah. So, like, and the thing is, is like, I, it's funny. My new thing on, uh, and I'm super slow. I said this before, but I just discovered you could, like, look at the lyrics on title. I don't know <laughs> why that never crossed my mind. Sometimes they're not out, but um, it's just like, he be spitting. Like, he has he has presence on the song. Like, you know, that's Westside Gun. Same with Stove God. Like, Stove God might not be the most lyrical, miracle rapper. But he has presence on all of his songs, so that's I, I can appreciate that. It's like I, I will run to a West Side Gun project just just because I I like their style, like their sound, like the presence they have on, on their records, versus anybody else. Apparently Drake is back in the studio, so Why would and he's he? got arrested apparently. So free uh, free Aubrey, free the Aubrey God, Aubrey's Angels Savior or whatever. Maybe he'll be inspired. I don't know. He's in general like Poland or something like that. They, he's probably at a spa. I don't know. Easily. Whatever. Anywho, uh, this is maybe episode 114. I don't know. We're going to maybe edit it into another episode. This might be the episode. So when you listen, you find out. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to one of the homies on Instagram who DM'd me. Um, shout out to Jabroski underscore. Um, we are talking to DMs. We got some interesting conversations. Uh, he definitely checked out the podcast. He liked it, so I appreciate him. Message him right now. You out on the pod. Yeah, so I definitely appreciate the support. So definitely share it with your friends. Uh, download on your uh, whatever DSP you use, whether it be Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spreaker, all that stuff. Definitely give us a five-star review on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. And Mark, just any shout outs? Uh, shout out to everybody that's been listening. Shout out to everybody that uh, uh, shares and lets other people know about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to people uh, that watch me on Twitch get embarrassed. I'm up to uh, you make sure your sound works. I was like, there's no sound, I can't hear anything today. And they said it was fine. I think it might be you. No, I went on YouTube while I was watching it. And I heard sound on YouTube, and I went back to your video. There's no sound. Wow. Well, it was working today. I don't know. Either way, I got. I'm up to 25 followers, so I need 25 more to become uh, affiliated. So that's... you 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 have to post more videos on Instagram. Like I follow so many Twitch people. I I I never on Twitch. I might start streaming when I get back to the house. 
but yeah, there's there's hella like I follow hella streamers. If you post, I don't know, videos on Instagram, but I, I hear people say I need to go to TikTok, but I'm I'm kind of lazy. I don't feel like learning TikTok, but I probably should. TikTok but, is easy. Uh, but I haven't I also have not tried Instagram though. So Instagram might be easy too. But I found TikTok too. TikTok has better editing. Like there's a lot of weird algorithm stuff with Instagram. You gotta follow whatever. Um but actually, shout out to the homie who reposted my video and it got like 7,000 views, which isn't a lot on TikTok standards, but for Instagram, it's a decent amount. But uh, shout out to Tech Messiah, Rev, Tribbles, KJ, um, Quest, um, Chan, for sure. Everybody else that listens, I can't remember your name, but I, I, you know, it's all love. But anywho, I got to do laundry, so this is KTSC Ave. We out. Peace.